Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 609 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm Kyle Brackey. I'm not Chris Piles, but today, joined by James Dean Raider with an excellent fit on once again, and Ben Askren coming to us from Wisconsin. Ben, is it still a blizzard there? Oh, man, we had this stretch that we're in where it's like uh, it won't get above 10 degrees for uh, 10 days or something like that. Like, my daughter actually is her birthday's today. Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, we usually Alex. have a, a, a sledding party for her for her birthday. <clears throat> And my wife's like, nah, it's like negative two. We're not <laughs> doing that this year. And it was like, it, it encompassed last weekend and this coming weekend. So there was just like, we said no sledding party. We ain't doing I know anything. all the Trek wrestling guys and girls who are here are coming. Like some of them are in it's Iowa where it's like negative 16. And then some are from Minnesota and Wisconsin where it's just as bad. So they were pretty happy to get out of that. I'm yeah. pretty pumped. Uh, so I'm traveling to Captain's Cup, the Women's Captain's Cup, which is in Iowa City at the end of this week. And I'm pretty pumped that we're staying. Uh, venues like attached to the hotel that we're staying at. Oh. So I don't oh, have to leave. At the Extreme Arena thing? Is that where yeah. it is? Nice. Well, no. But hey, I think so wait, isn't, isn't the... Um, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> isn't the one thing today... Yes, we, and America's we, Cup. We were going to talk about America's that. We can, we can get right into it if you want, or we well, can. Let me get started. Let me get started here, okay. Kyle. Okay. Who who's putting this event on? Is it Flow Wrestling? Uh, no, we're not. Can and you we're... give that? Can you give them a message for me? They named their teams Team One, Team Two, no, Team Three. They, they, they changed they that. They changed them. I just saw it last night. I just saw it last night on Twitter. They, I mean, they well, were something like Dynamo Blizzard. Well, they changed the team names to, uh, like, predominant black uh, wrestlers that, like, okay. from, like Bo- Team Bobby the Douglas, Kenny Monday. I get um, that with that. Yeah. Yeah, so but they it, are now it's team, this... team Kenny Monday, Team Lloyd Keeser, Team Lee Kemp, Team Bobby Douglas, Team Simon Roberts, Team Carl Adams. Boom. Okay. Well, good. I, I I didn't like the team one through six thing, so I'm glad those got changed. Um, but I just saw it yesterday, and I swear, it like said, you know, pool A, team one versus team well, at two. First, that's team... what they were. I think just because okay. this came together so last minute that it was just kind of like, here's teams, and then they were like, okay, now we're gonna name them. And we might have been slow to update something on the site, so you might you might be right that we got it. 
We were slow okay. to get something updated. Well, that's good. That's happening soon then, huh? Uh, yeah, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, kicks off kicks off those first duels. And, again, this was just kind of um, they're going to have, like, a, a training camp situation. And they were like, hey, let's let's um, get some competition going around it. And there's some money on the line uh, for the winning teams mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the wrestlers. So it's a nice little training camp money-making opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what you're seeing, and this is like uh, the NLWC doing something similar to this too. And obviously, Flo's been putting on a bunch of cards, but people are almost—I uh, don't want to say desperate, but I mean, high-level athletes do realize that competition is a requirement and to to get better. And we have the Olympic trials now, six weeks away, and I, you know, I think all of all of America is used to them having a tournament or two, you know, in a say January, February time frame. And then probably taking March off, kicking into the trials. But even last year, they had the Pan Ams in March. So, I mean, I, I think everyone's feeling that need to have some competition. So this is great. Yeah, agreed. And and there are, I mean, 65 is a really deep weight. Um, you have two NCAA champions and Yanni and Nashon. I don't know if we ever thought we would see those two wrestle each other. Um, That's funny, right? Yeah, yeah. So just two Cornell legends. And then you have Ethan Lezak, who was an NCAA finalist and has looked pretty good recently. And then three kind of up-and-coming uh, guys who are All-Americans, and Mitch McKee, uh, Pat Lugo, and I'm blanking on one right now. Um, but, yeah, so that 65 is hands down the toughest weight. Evan Henderson, nice. who I was thinking of the Evan last Henderson. one. He, and he's had a good, uh, good stretch of the last six months or so. Yeah, he's a top ten guy, top ten guy in the country. And Mitch McKee, I mean, has always excelled in freestyle and Greco, and I think he'll actually see Yanni the second match of the day. Um, so that should be a fun nice. One. Yeah. Do we just want to run through teams, break them down a bit? Yeah, and um, that Ben, if you see that article I put um, in the doc, yep, if I you see. scroll down a little bit, you'll see uh, pool competition. And that's probably where you saw Team One versus Team Two. We didn't update this article. Yes. Um, but we could get a Yanni Evan Henderson match right out the gate. I don't know if that one will happen just because they're teammates. They might. Um, team one does have Josh Saunders as an alternate. I'm, we might see him go instead. Kind of coming in heavy. Hey, so <laughs> yeah, um, is this just a limited amount of teams who are at this? Because you know when I when I look through these rosters, there's a whole bunch. It's, it's mainly East Coast plus Gopher Wrestling Club is the vast majority. Wolfpack, Spartan, Tar Heel, Southeast. Yeah, well, it's in North Carolina. So a lot of people didn't want, you know, the the central, uh, more Midwestern teams didn't want to travel that much. Right, probably. That or they got other competition plans or banged up or something. Like I know Astronaut was supposed to be in. He got banged up uh, shortly after we made the announcement. Those top guys are going to Pelicone as well. So they might just be gearing up for that. Instead of this. And how how far off is that now? It's, it's relatively soon, right? Yeah. It's beginning of March. Nice. Okay, so cool. that the, so the, what, what team you got winning, Kyle? Oh, see, I haven't like looked at it like that. Um I've just been mainly looking at the matchups. Um hang on here. Let me let me let's let's I, I really here. liked um I'll tell you the team that I liked, uh team Simon Roberts. Uh, just you know, DeShazer and Ryan are kind of not so great on the ends, but then, um, you know, Lugo, Wick, Hall, and Honus have all been competing. Um, 
relatively frequently and having a decent amount of success. Um, so I like them. And then Bobby Douglas isn't bad. That was the second one I was going to say that they got Vito, Nishan, Elroy Perkin, uh, Brett Farr, Boykin, Bradley. It's a pretty solid team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with only six matches, like matchups can make or break. Like they're so big. A one point oh, yeah. match is a huge swing with just six matches. I mean, Team yeah, League Camp, too. It, it got Gwiz, Zach Sanders, Mitch McKee, Gabe Dean, Hayden Zellmer. Wait, so I think, I, I think there's actually a mess up here. I, I, yeah, I think Gwiz should be on Keezer. I see. I see. Yeah. I'll Gwiz fix that Keezer. right now. Gotcha. Gwiz at 57 is a monster. <laughs> also, also uh, no Josh Kramer. He's a late scratch. I'm not sure who's replacing him yet, but uh, I don't think he's competing. Got it. Anymore. Like he was originally scheduled to. But still, um, Lloyd Keister team, you know, you have you have Evan Henderson at 65. And then you go Mike Mock and, and Nick Gwazdowski to cl- close you out. That's pretty dang good. And, and focus Yeah, I guess what you about, you just have to really win three matches for sure. And then, I, I mean, worst, you're guaranteed a tie. But ideally, you can either win by points or uh, maybe sneak that fourth match in. Yep. Um. Right. So, do any do any matches stand out to you today, Ben? Um. Well, I would like to see Mark Hall compete some more. Yep. He's he just dropped that match to um, Nate Jackson a couple days ago, but he's someone that we really were excited to see start freestyle because he had the huge amount of success in high school. Um, and there's none of the top top eighty sixes here, but. Someone like, you know, a Gabe Dean and a Brett Farr, those will give us, a, you know, those guys are top six to eight guys. They'll give us a, a good idea of where he's at. And so, you know, I, I'm interested to see how he does. Uh, and obviously, I, Yanni's one of my favorite wrestlers, so always excited to see him compete. And to your point, uh, 65 is the best. Uh, it's definitely the best weight class here or the most fun. Yeah. So that's, Do you that's think we're going to see uh, Mark Hall look, better than he did against St. Jackson. Because I think, you know, that was the first time he's competed in a while. I think that was kind of a dust off the cobwebs, and I think he'll come back a little bit stronger this time around. Yeah, I, I mean, I would hope. I I, th- I, I think I've been, I think he's a 79 guy, um, and he's up yeah. at 86. I, I don't feel like he's all that big. I mean, maybe weight-wise he's big, but I think he can get down to 79. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how he competes, especially – you know, Gabe Dean's been a guy who was retired for a couple of years, and now he's been competing. I mean, almost literally everywhere. He just had the the Bo Nickel match announced last night. He, I didn't you? He's wrestling Jaden Cox on one of your cards, correct? No, not anymore. Oh, what happened to that? I don't know. Okay, dang it. Someone <laughs> <laughs> should have updated me on that one. I just saw well, that like two weeks uh, a week ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. It maybe with Mark, it's a thing, you know, we saw when David Taylor went up to 86, it took him a while to grow into that. And I don't know, maybe to your point, maybe it just never really happens. And he's just kind of a tweener stuck in between. Yeah. Kind of like a James Green, you feel like. Um, but it'll be really interesting. Maybe the most interesting match he'll have today, because um, I don't think he'll see Gabe Dean in the pool competition. Maybe when they break out in the bracket tomorrow. But uh, will be the last duel of the day when he takes on uh, Muhammad McBride, 
who was a U23 world team member in 2019, was actually fifth at the world championships. And now I believe spends most of his time out in Colorado Springs. Yeah, he's at the OTC. Yeah. But he was, uh, wasn't he a 74? Um, he was he a was. 79. Wait, a smaller. 79, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, uh, where is, where is Vito? That would be nice to see him. Uh, and you know, none of these other guys are super highly ranked. Uh, but yeah, he, he should fun pretty much run out. through this. Yeah. Today he'll see Sean Russell and DeShazer. It looks like. Yeah. I would, I would think he, I mean, did he wrestle Pirelli before? I don't know be if he's ever hit him because they've, they've been in the room. Right. Yeah, they've been in the room together, and that'd be like kind of like you know a big brother figure type of one. So Nation also they, said they, it would be a uh, a big brother thing, and that did not play out. <laughs> he did. It did not play out. Some kids, Vito's some a guy who's gotten a lot better in the past year. JD, I thought, are you gonna carry that thing the whole show on your uh, left shoulder? <laughs> Maybe. I you know I figured it was. You were going to start the show and you are going to run some gimmick and then, you know, it was going to go away. No, but this I'm is just, uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but it hangs out in the office and we kind of just like to uh, play with it sometimes. It's, it's, I think it's supposed to be one of those like uh, functional pattern workout, workout type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just yeah. getting my functional so patterns in right now. Okay. It's supposed to be like an axe, but not quite an axe. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um. Hey, so I got an update from Jason Bryant on the things I was quoting last night. Okay. And Jason Bryant, he, you know, he's great because he 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 can't he doesn't even just cite. I'm gonna get this right for you. He doesn't just cite the sources, but he'll like dig in to make sure they're correct or not correct or whatever. Um, and so he said that 44 was reported by Chris Taylor, but okay. they dug into it and they can only confirm. 39 on that one so howard harris from oregon state has 40 in night in the year 1980 so he thinks despite the fact that chris taylor claims 44 he thinks howard harris at 40 is the record okay yeah i mean do you think we'll ever see anyone touch that people don't wrestle enough anymore right and most people have to go to like three open turn not one open tournament like he'd have to go to like three yeah, the majority of guys don't even get close to 40 matches. No. I mean, and let alone pin for. I mean, I think Howard Harris had like, you know, an, an, a 90% pin rate. You know, he had like 44 or 45 matches or something like that. And Chris Taylor was something similar. You know, I, th- I think if I were, listen, if I were Spencer Lee's PR person, I'd have, I'd have DeSanto go in his corner. I'd have DeSanto where gold chains open tournaments. And then, you know what? I think it's like Ronnie Coleman. I would just have DeSanto. DeSanto would only say one thing in the corner. He'd just say, light work! Light work! That's Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> the whole day long. <laughs> and Spencer would be decking dudes. And then they'd, they'd walk out of there. And then uh, next week, they show up at a tournament. And DeSanto would be like, light work! <laughs> I mean, they can pretty much yell that now when they open up duels with pens and texts every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine DeSanto with gold chains and sunglasses? That would be just so tremendous. Just go full bad boy. No, I can't. Absolutely. That'd be like the right. best thing that wrestling ever had. Well, he should come out when they do duels. The Santo in the corner wearing the chains, and then they just switch. They switch, yeah. Spencer sits in the corner with the gold chains. 
Well, DeSanto does his maybe, thing. Maybe, um, maybe Ronnie Coleman's guy said lightweight. Lightweight or light work. I can't remember. I watched a documentary. I thought it was hilarious. And I can't remember exactly what he says. So I'm close. I think it is lightweight. It's yeah, lightweight. 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 Okay. Lightweight, you guys, baby. You guys watch that documentary? It's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, it is. Jacks <laughs> up his body from lifting insane amounts of weight. <laughs> Crazy as a cop when he was like 600 pounds or whatever. Seriously. Yeah. Just imagine getting pulled over I mean, by that dude. <laughs> but how did, they, how did they get clothes to fit the man? They probably had to get him custom made <laughs> or something. I'm sure they did. <laughs> uh, hey, oh. so uh, Kyle, I'm I'm excited for you to tell me about what you were texting me about this morning. Let's let's hear it. Yeah, so um, we have we have an update uh, on Michigan. You know, we I knew we, we knew that their two week period shutdown period was over, but I don't know. You still kind of get worried. Are they going to compete or not? They're in. They're in on Friday night against Ohio State. And it sounds like we will see Miles Mean. Now, we do not Ooh. know which weight, though, yet. Will it be Why 84? wouldn't they just tell us what weight it? We're going to know on Friday. Why wouldn't well, they just tell us? Uh, Pantaleo might have kind of broke it. Did you see that? Oh, no, I did not. So we oh, put up a, a picture of Eric Schultz saying new number one, and then Pantaleo commented on it and says, Miles Mean has entered the chat. Oh, he's breaking Ooh. news. Interesting. Yeah, see, there it is. Coach Format's going to fire him. <laughs> breaking the news. Or he's playing mind games with us. Yeah, like that could be too. Um, so yeah. I, I, I would expect to see him wrestle his first matches of the, of the week on uh, Friday. And I say matches because... I think Michigan is working to um, get a match on Sunday. Okay. Uh, hey, will we see Stevan Michik? It sounds like he's it's up in the air with him. Not still not decided. We only have like four weeks until Big Tens. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't think it's one of those things where he's trying to decide if he's going to wrestle or not. Oh. It's injury. Yeah. So it's like oh 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 okay. So yeah, he's gonna wrestle it. if he's not injured. It sounds like he's all the way in. Yeah, on the season, it's just oh, he's banged up. Okay. Yeah, because there was rumors that he wasn't going back to Michigan. Remember? Yes, but he yeah he was a hundred percent in Arizona for a while, uh, training. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's single digits in in the Midwest here. Do you really blame him? No, no, I don't. Not know. at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. So, if Michigan is working to add a match on Sunday and they cannot wrestle outside of the Big Ten, they're really, and they're wrestling Ohio State on Friday Ohio night. State. So, take out Ohio 12 State. Options. Iowa is on pause. Take out Iowa. Okay, can't wrestle them. Um, and you start looking at who this duel could possibly be with. There is well, one the Badgers team. Badgers at Northwestern, so that's two that are out. That's mm -hmm. right. There's a bunch of uh, Big Ten duels. Yes. Let me, let me let me pull up here with the okay, I'm uh, not... dual rankings. Um, you know who? Doesn't... Let's see. Nebraska. Nebraska is actually off this weekend. It could be Nebraska. Minnesota has Wisconsin. Um, Illinois actually could be a possibility. Um, 
But the one that really sticks out to me, Michigan State has Purdue. Those two are out. Um, yeah, the one that really sticks out stick- to me is Penn State. They, Wouldn't that be tremendous? They had two duels canceled at the beginning we saw of the them year. Did against Wisconsin. Yes, they've already added a match against Wisconsin. Um, they were supposed to wrestle Friday night. Now they are free. Could we? And this duel was supposed to happen last Sunday during the Michigan shutdown. Um, could we see this duel get added? Yeah, that that would be so. I mean, that would be like our dream, right? Um, because Michigan was supposed to wrestle both Iowa and Penn State while they were shut down. They've mm-hmm. only wrestled three matches, none of whom were particularly difficult. So they've wrestled Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers so far. Um, and so, I mean, really, Rutgers is, I guess, probably ranked twentieth ish or somewhere around there. Um, it's going to be awesome to see them against Ohio State first, and then, I, I mean, ideally, if I, if I get to pick, it's Penn State. How do you, Kyle? How do you think people? Think they just call the Big Ten office and say we want another match? Throw her name in the hat, or what do you think they're doing here? Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think you're talking to your AD, and then your your AD is probably taking it over from there. And I'm sure they're having to go through the Big Ten and make sure it's all cool. But I'm sure as long as both ADs and teams are in, they're all still following the same testing protocols, and you just keep following that. And uh, I don't see why the Big Ten wouldn't be cool with it. I don't now. I don't know where. The match was originally supposed to be in Ann Arbor, so I don't know if it would stay in Ann Arbor or if um, if Michigan would go would go to Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I I I feel like Michi, Penn State RBY. would probably go there. That Michigan RBY, RBY would be tremendous. Heck yeah! And then depending on and um, our man Chris Powell is in the chat, and he he added in the chat oh. that. Mazamine is certified for 84, so he could go 84. I know Pantelli so, was teasing 97. Yeah, my, my, I mean, Miles Mean versus Aaron Brooks would be a dream. I don't, right. but yeah, I think it makes more sense for Miles Mean to go 197 as well. I think that's probably a better choice for him. Um, what other really good matches? I guess, uh, oh, Robbie Stroke Howard, Dylan Agassin. Ooh, that would be, be pretty good. good. Stroke Massa. Um, Stroke Massa absolutely would be fire. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would. I would. And before the season, I think I. I think I maybe did pick Staroki, and now after watching, I, I. I'm picking Massa, and who knows? Maybe Staroki proves me wrong. But after watching the last couple of weeks, Donnell Washington, the match versus Kratiger, um, I'm going to lean towards Massa for sure. Uh, yeah, and then if, if uh, Mean does go 97, Beard would get a good test. See where. He stacks up kind of nationally. Um, yeah. Is there the any guys. hope that uh, Kirklevich comes back before Big Ten or no? There is. Uh, no, it it sounds. I think in the past few Mason weeks, Harris? Mason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would be this weekend. But what we've been hearing with uh, Kirkfleet is much more promising than what we first heard. Um, Got it. Around the injury, but. I don't know. Nick Soriano was in the room practicing one time too. <laughs> yeah. And Wait, Nick Soriano's coming back to Rutgers? No, that was a joke because um, I didn't see the it. one time so Kale said that <laughs> Nick Soriano yeah. was down in the room practicing and he had a broken ankle. Um. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like we could get a fire. Uh, one fire duel gets canceled, another one gets added. Twenty twenty one. What are you gonna do? 
<laughs> Seriously, right? But you don't know who's going to be in the lineups. You have no idea. You have no idea because someone could have tested positive, could have gotten contact traced. Um, yeah, you have no idea. I mean, Penn State, literally their first three duels forfeited 125. So who knows if yeah. they'll even have someone back. Um, Rutgers has their last match against Maryland. Any chance we see Nikki push-ups or no? I don't know. I don't um, think so. <clears throat> yeah, I know insight there. We we did hear. I mean, I, Christian though, so. said on this show before too that it wouldn't shock him at all if Nick is just at the Big Ten tournament. That I mean, I can get down with that. That's whatever. So. Um, Poor Sammy wild cards, Kyle. Happens. How are they doing well, no, it? Or is there a minimum? Yeah, it'll be twenty-five what? if he comes back. That would be. I mean, that's we all want to see Spencer have at least one good match, and that's that's what we want, right? We want yep. to see Spencer have a competitive match, and that's the match. Um, hey, Kyle, how are they going to do? I mean, I know they maybe had a plan coming into the season, and but after seeing how the seasons went, uh, I don't know if they can stick with any type of plan. Uh, what is the plan for auto qualifiers and then picking wild cards after the conferences? I mean, I think I think the same as usual. Um, coaches but ranking, usually they have that fifteen match minimum, but they can't. I mean, could they even have a minimum this year? Is it even well, really possible? That's, that the fifteen match minimum, I believe. Okay, to, are you saying to earn an allocation for your? An yeah, so, I mean, they, I knew they said they were going to reduce it, but I feel like. Wherever they're going to reduce it to, it's it's still too, anything anything above like two is too high. I don't know. Maybe it's that four where the four match thing they were, they were talking about because you can wrestle as long as you wrestle four matches, you don't have to wrestle at your conference tournament and will still be eligible for a wild card. Um, mm. But so I, I don't know if it's that four match. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything on that. Um, I don't know. It's going to be freaking crazy how they do seating. How they do, um, who earns allocations? I do not envy how they do who earns job. wild cards. Because what if you have what if you have Stevan Mitchich? He's four and Nick Seriano, they don't have four matches. Well, he would just have to go steal a spot at Big Tens from somebody who. Well, what what who if they one. got Corona before Big Tens? Are, they, are you saying they're out now? Who? Either one of those guys. Neither one of them is going to get four matches for Big Tens. What if they get contact trace or Corona? They could get four matches if they uh, you do a bunch of extra matches. Not before matches. Big Tens, Kyle. They do extra matches. And yeah, those matches you do count. The, yeah, you do the you duel, do the duel and you get the extra. I think Michigan still has an, another duel after that. Yeah, they wrestle Michigan. So if they wrestle Ohio State Friday, Penn State Sunday, and then okay, Michigan State. What about State, Maryland? I mean, Suriano three. would have to wrestle their whole freaking roster at 25 well, and 33 to get four matches. Suriano would just have to steal a spot from somebody. Okay, but what if he gets contact tracer or Corona? Then he can't wrestle. He can't, he can't wrestle. He just doesn't, he just doesn't wrestle in NCAA season. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's like, I feel, I feel like this year, like everyone, I don't want to say is making excuses because Corona is the excuse, right? But anything that we thought we could hold hard and fast to, we no longer can because, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who have zero. I mean, we went through our number ones, Kyle. I think there was three number ones who still didn't even have one match on the board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, we have literally at most, at most two weekends of 
regular season wrestling left at the most. I mean, Mizzou has one one weekend left, and they're not even taking a whole bunch of guys because it's within the period where they could get pushed out due to Corona for yeah, well, a front their championship. Yeah, more than any other. Well, they, I, mean, they, I mean, they smartly front loaded because the max are earlier than most conferences. Well, I think I think every team should have smartly front loaded. I mean, I think they had a quad that first weekend because they you did. never. Yeah. I mean, right? You can't predict that uh, Iowa. And obviously, I realized that the Big Ten scheduled all the Big Ten matches, so the Big Ten was limited in their front lo- front loading ability. But you know, with Iowa and Michigan, they both had their season postponed. So if they could have got those four matches on the board, you know, right away in the first weekend or two weekends, that probably would have been more ideal. And I know, obviously, we'll probably never, ever, ever have another season quite like this. Um, but that was really uh, good work by Mizzou. And, I, and obviously, as a team I follow, I don't know who else did that. But yeah, they had, so that first weekend, they had a quad. And then the second weekend, they had a try. And then the third weekend, they had a quad. So, I mean, that's seven duels in the first three weekends of the season. They even had at least one duel canceled, too, I know. So, they they could so, be at even more matches. Yeah, so they had um, – they were supposed to go to Kent State, maybe, and it got yeah. canceled, I think. Yep. Yeah. Kent State and Ryder were the same weekend and got canceled because uh, I, don't, I don't recall who – Kent State had issues. Yeah. Um, yes, Kent State had issues. Yeah, it, I mean, gosh, this is gonna be a mess. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be good, good dudes that don't go to nationals. Um, mm-hmm. no, I do not, I do not. But that's envy. where it's like I don't know. I feel I almost feel like with the Amicic or Suriano, I feel like the most reasonable thing is not to say it's like this, this is a crazy year. Let's just freaking throw all requirements off the board. And if someone were to get Corona and they have two matches or three matches going into Big Tens, and we know they're the guy. Put them in nationals. Come on, man. Well, that makes sense. You know, like your established guys, you common sense calls. But what about a guy like Robbie Howard, who we all think can be super good, but it's like we don't know for sure. Yeah. He doesn't get common sense clawed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think someone like that has to earn it. I mean, someone who's already proven it would be more – acceptable to put in so cody arnold said for allocation spots they're using average allocations for each conference from the last five years you need four matches by the end of your conference tournament uh to be eligible for a spot um so i guess by the end of the conference tournament not going into the conference tournament they need they need four matches um if you have less than that you have to uh win your conference tournament so I'm, i'm assuming he means by win your conference tournament he means just uh finish in the you know, top eight or whatever of. No, I think he's saying if you don't hit, if like, let's say you go into your conference tournament zero and zero. Yes. And it takes three matches to win. Yeah. Like you would, you would qualify because you won the tournament. But if you lost in the finals and you're like two and one, judging by what he's saying, I don't think you would go. Because you have less than four matches. I mean, if they're taking like three people in your conference. Right. I agree. that's silly. He should just go. I think that makes the most. I, I think maybe he just mistyped there, because um, that would make the most sense. And then Robert Finkel says L, aren't allocations due out tomorrow? Usually they come. Um, they usually come like a week before the conference tournaments is when they usually come. But usually the coaches' rankings come out um, sometime in late January. I think we're due coaches' rankings sometime soon. Yes. 
soon. It's got to be soon. I mean, usually, usually it's sooner, but obviously the season this year this, didn't start yeah. until this whole three or whatever. Late season has me all screwed up and timeline all messed up. All messed up. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, such a mess. All right. Well, you, what else you want to talk about? You want to go to questions from friends or? We have questions from friends. We have some good ones, and we didn't get to a lot uh, from yesterday. And we went, we went like twenty minutes over yesterday. So we. Can, I know. Uh, I had a meeting at ten, and you guys were trying to um, mess with that. Sorry, um, dude. <laughs> did you? How long did you guys keep going after I got off? Just like two or three minutes. Yeah, it was nothing big. Okay. Um, I I don't know if I'm gonna have time to watch your Britney movie uh, or not because I'm having my daughters birthday party my, my my mom's coming over tonight and we're doing that thing so find I'm some not time sure before it Brittany. find some time before it we need you tyler hey listen yeah family <laughs> viewing yeah listen <laughs> oh, producer God. tyler he's gonna make his frl debut tomorrow because he has lots of thoughts on it he saw it and uh wait tyler's coming on the show to talk about it he's coming on the show to talk about it oh, i'm making goodness. the executive Let's decision um it, it's it's funny you know we do the alien hour and uh i learned about this this crazy britney situation just from like someone's tweet thread and then did some mm -hmm. more research on it found out it was true and then for a documentary to be made just like i don't know six months after we did the f or the alien hour it's pretty awesome uh and it does a better job of telling the whole story than i did in that short little 10 minute span or whatever and you learned yeah. some stuff i watched it last night uh so how long is this movie it's like an hour and a half. It's so. Oh if, my goodness. Uh, so I, I had trouble finding it on Hulu at first because I was just searching Framing Britney, but it's. Was it New York Times New York Presents? Times. It's so, yeah, like New York Times Presents has been doing these uh, documentaries and it's episode six of that. So it's on Hulu. Just do that and uh, you'll find it. It's awesome. Okay. I will. If I get time, I'll consider, but I cannot promise that you and Tyler might have to lead the discussion tomorrow. I, I mean, I'm sure your wife would enjoy it. You know, after the, after after your daughter's all run down after the birthday party, you and the yeah. wife sit down. My and watch daughter it. actually, I have an issue. My daughter doesn't go to sleep. Oh no, like she is night owl. We'll stay up till like nine thirty every night. It's <laughs> it's annoying. Okay, you'll well, get there. Your your daughter's only what two one. My son, <laughs> he's only um. Oh my bad. Yeah, not even a year and a half yet. So. Okay. He's still so you're not, sleeping. You're not into that phase. No. Yeah, where they get all night. You get there. All right. Questions from friends. Uh, Kevin Mulder had a couple. We'll start with this one. I don't, ben, I don't know if you saw his matchup. Labriola get pinned by Washington, and the refs weren't in position to call it. I did not see this. I saw this question. I did not see this match. No. Um, I watched it. Uh, no, he wasn't pinned, and it, it didn't have anything to do with the refs being in position. It was pretty. I'm not even sure if he got a full four count. It was Labriola was able to break out of it pretty free, but man, Donnell Washington's dangerous. Uh, he is. He's got a lot of great, uh, great attributes, um, and he he's taken a big step up. You know, like I said I've, I've watched him compete a whole bunch, coached him at camp a few times, and um, he's taken a gigantic step up in the last year. It's pretty cool to see. I didn't see his match. Did he go feet to back on Labriola? Uh, no, it was a cradle. Um, Great cradle. One, his arms are super long, so great cradle. Yeah. You look at 174, man. It's freaking wide open. Outside of, like, you really feel like the top four guys are pretty established with Kimmer, Massa, Labriola, and the way Romero's been wrestling. And he just had the really close yes. match with Kimmer. 
but below that, like, I mean, the weight's not great. I'll say it. Weight's not great. 174. Yeah, I mean, it would look a lot better with uh, Amin in there, but obviously he he's moved up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kemmer's good. I thought stroke is going to be better. Mass is good, but yes, yeah, it's, it's not super deep. I think some of these guys are going to establish themselves in the next year or two. Yeah, like Dustin Plot. Yes, I mean, D- Dustin Plot's fantastic. He just ha- had a lot of opportunities, but um, I look at this weight and I'm like, and I then I see what Donald Washington did to Straki, and I see, um, you know, he nearly decks Labriola, and I'm like, yeah, this, this guy should be an All American in March. Yeah, um, he definitely could be. Uh, who, has he had two game bad losses or no? No, his only losses are um, Massa and uh, uh, That's it. Labriola. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's having a pretty pretty solid year. Um, I'm actually I clicked on the the Labriola Donnell Washington match, and so I'll I'll probably have a better opinion for you in a minute or two. Okay. Um, wrestling fan at wrestling nerd four man tournament champions of former 133 pound national champions who takes the win in freestyle Nick Seriano, Corey Clark, Seth Gross, Nashawn Garrett. So I saw this, you know, who I thought I thought Christian Piles would actually love this question. Um, he would. So I'm guessing they're weighing it at 133. Is that uh, is that a good guess? Yeah. Okay, because some of these guys are significantly impacted by the the cut to 125, and you know I don't I like Nishan. I don't know he could even make 125 anymore. Um, so here's my four, and I, I'm saying they go round robin. I think is the most fair way to do this. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go Seth Gross first, Nick Serrano second, Nishan Garrett third, Corey Clark fourth. I think I go Seriano, Gross, Garrett, Clark. I know Seth Gross beat Seriano at Farrell um, not that long ago, but after the way Seriano looked last tournament, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I mean, so we, we've seen Seriano once at one tournament, he did look good. But and we really haven't seen – we've seen Seth Gross a whole bunch in these, um, I don't know what call them, uh, pro matches. Uh, he has the win over Gilman. You know, there was that sketchy call, but he still looked really good. And I I throw out the McKenna one. I totally throw that out because McKenna was just bigger and stronger, and I know you kind of put it on him. But um, I've been impressed with the way he looked, and he, he did pose a issue for Nick Soriano the last time they wrestled. Um, but – I could obviously see that one going the other way, but I, I'm still I'll stick with Seth. Yeah, that's not a bad bet, but I, I'm taking Seriano. Um, match was weird. Seriano was winning until that late tip. Uh, I think yes. he's just gotten he's been just training freestyle since then, and I think uh, he's just gotten a lot more savvy, a little smart, smarter about it. So then I'm going Seriano, Gross, Garrett Clark. Seriano, Gross, Garrett, Clark. Yeah, that's. Does it change at so all? We all had same three and four. Does it not? Does it change? Gross, Seriano, your pick it off. It's folk style. Uh oh, folk folk style. 
No, I think I, uh, I think, I mean, Seth is probably as, at least as good of a folk styler. Nick, Nick is equivalent because he's not particularly good in top in either style. Mm -hmm. Um, at bottom, he's like, he's good, but you know, he doesn't get turned too much in freestyle and he just gets one point escapes in folk style. Um, Corey Clark just, he just hasn't been competing nearly as much and hasn't found the success in freestyle that he had in folk style. So I think, you know, he's kind of an easy one to um, kind of put in last place there. What about folk style and you take them the year they won the national title? Ooh, <laughs> that's, that's way more interesting, right? Um, Gross, except, turned, uh, Gross did turn everyone that year. But Cork, didn't Cork Clark beat Seth the year before that in the finals? Right. Yes. But we're saying yes. if you take if you take him the year they won the title, because he was clearly better yeah. the next year. Well, and the other thing is, uh, man, hmm, what do I do here? Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna leave it. I think I'm gonna leave it the way I put it. Okay. Yeah. I I still don't think it would change anything for me. Um, yeah. I don't think Nick got turned. In that NCAA final against Spencer Lee, did he? I yeah. don't think he did. Um, no. If I remember right. Yeah, Anyways. Uh, Sandy Summers Russell. Why does Nebraska keep dropping in the NCAA coaches poll when their individual rankings are rising and they keep winning? I put this one in, too, because they, they dropped in ours two weeks ago. Um, they stayed the same this week. But a lot of times, and other team rises more. Exactly, like, and they well, they had a very very close match with um, Wisconsin, who Penn State just blew out of the water. Um, yes. So that Penn did not State help. But then, NC State took a jump. Oklahoma State took a jump. Missouri took a jump, um, and then Virginia Tech took a jump this week. And then you're right, Nebraska has kept on winning, but it was. The win against Wisconsin, um, and then Indiana and Michigan State, who you're you were heavy favorites against. So it just has and, more and to Nebraska's do. Nebraska's been who they thought that that they've been exactly who we uh, we thought they were going to be, right? Chad Reds in All American, Labriol's in All American, Schultz's and high all high All American, yeah. And Cronin's been good. You no, know, Venz is borderline. Christian Lance is probably on the outside looking in and they, you know, a few other guys, maybe like a Brock Hardy and Peyton Rob are kind of outside looking in. And that's, that's probably exactly who we thought they we thought they don't have a Trumbull who Trimble. I don't know. What's his freaking name? Trumbull. I'm not sure. Trumbull who I had no idea who this guy was. And now I'll say he's number five ranked guy in the country. Like they haven't had a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, it just, I think it has a little bit to do with, Teams having a, a few more opportunities, you know, to to wrestle teams that were ranked ahead of them or build a stronger resume right now. Um, but obviously, Nebraska is going to be in competition for a team trophy in March. Yeah, I mean, do you, let me think about that. With Venz being, I mean, I don't want to say not as good or I guess on, on the low end because we have seen a high variance in his performance. Um, they really only have three guys who are, I would say, locks. And in lock, you know, with Chad Red has up and down as his performance has been. Um, I don't even know if I'd call Chad Red a lock because we've seen 
And Mark Chad Red, Mark Mark Chad Red's been good, but we've have seen yeah. ups and downs with him. So mm-hmm. him, Labriola, and Schultz. I mean, Schultz is the biggest lock of them all. Labriola is, I would say, really close to a lock. Uh, but that's only three kind of for sure all Americans in their lineup. And I think you look at other teams, you would say they at least have three for like NC State. You would say, I think Heidley, Heidley, and Camacho are locks to be all Americans. And then on top of that, they could have uh, Trumbull and they could have both Bullards. Other guys. Yeah, the Bullards sneak in there as well. So. I, Tariq I Wilson, like Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Nebraska the outside looking in when you compare them to some of these other teams. Yeah, agreed. I totally agree. And that's why I don't know what they are in the coaches poll, but it was a very similar situation to our dual ranking. So that's why I threw that question in there. Yeah, um, and I think I think with Nebraska, you had a few guys who we maybe thought their upside was going to be higher. Like you know, like Kevon Davenport. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really seen much out of him. Brock Hardy, you know, he had one big win in the beginning and then hasn't really done all that well since. Um, obviously, Ridge Lovett is, uh, who knows, may, I guess maybe he's going to be in the lineup at 149 pounds this year. But, um, you know, he was really good at 133 last year. And 133, they're not getting a lot of production. So um, we just haven't seen any of their guys take that big leap from a, either a potential guy or a lower guy to a higher guy. Yeah, there's – and. At 57, it's been less production than we thought. We had um, Caleb Licking as a preseason top 25 guy because he yeah. messed up Ryan Thomas late in the dual season last year when he stepped in for Peyton Robb and had a good uh, season going to opens and stuff like that, and he's 2-4 and four on the year. So um, they're taking a step back there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's – and then even Cronin has not looked great. You know, he uh, – he damn near lost to Wisconsin's backup, uh, Ethan Rotundo, too. So they just beat yeah, Foley, though. Fun. You know, he's just—he's one of those guys you don't know what you're Foley's record get. this year. Uh, I'm gonna go look it up. Hold on, Foley does not have two and three. Correct. Well, he's what? Two and three. Oh, two and three. I think he said ten and three. I'm like, how, the hell <laughs> how do you get thirteen matches? There's no way that's possible. Yeah, he's doing three this year. So lost to McKee, uh, Heinzelman, and Cronin. Yeah, beat Jacob Moran Which, and King I mean, Sandoval. Yeah, so Moran and King Sandoval aren't all that good, and you know I realize that Heinzelman, Cronin, and McKee are solid guys, but you know what? Foley was at like a two through four going into this year, somewhere in there. He's mm-hmm. two. He was two going into this year. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, you got to if you looked at this lineup of guys going into this year, you probably had to say Rivon Foley was five and zero, right, in his five matches, and yet he's two and three. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that says. And so then Cronin is what? Uh, well, I guess he's six and one, but the, the so he barely beat Jacob Murray, barely beat Rotundo. Um, he got killed by Spencer Lee, so he does have the good winner of Patrick McGee. So maybe, I, maybe I'm short selling. Uh, Liam Cronin. Um, sorry, Ben. I was reading this thing. Uh, I with our friends Cody Arnold and a few other people in the chat put the qualifying criteria for us in. Um, it says a wrestler who wins conference championship with less than four matches may retain the automatic qualifying spot. If the second place finisher in a weight 
does not have four matches, but the third place finisher does have four matches. The third place finisher can be awarded the pre-allocated spot as the second place what? finisher is not eligible. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I so, so I guess if you're how going many, in well, with, cause like if you're thinking about it, like two and three, if you both lost to the champion, I guess like it could be saying Well, but I guess most conferences at least if they have more than zero matches by the time they get to the finals, they're gonna have the four, you would think. Um, because how many conferences are really small now? You know, like the Big Twelve is at four members. But the Big 12 is big now. The MAC is The big. ACC is the smallest with six. OC, ACC is the smallest. Yeah. But I don't think any of their teams have been affected by shutdowns or anything like the Big 10, right? North Carolina had to pause some stuff, but they're able to make up those duels because the um, yeah. the smaller conference. So I think so they we're going to be good on this. I think everyone's probably going to get four by the time that they get done with conferences. Man, that means... Unless, like, so I'm just, I'm thinking, like, if Suriano did just enter Big Tens, he, like, might need to, like, lose his first match on purpose and then try to get a bunch of matches on the backside. Well, if they seed him something below two, he would get four matches by the time he gets to the finals, right? If they seed him three, he'd have the 14 first round. And in the round of 16, so by the time he had the finals, he would have his fourth match. How would so you seed him, actually, though, as zero and zero? Well, you want to be seated lower than two. If he's seated number two, he's only going to get three matches because he's going to have a bye first round. Right. And then he'll have, a, you know, a quarter semi and a final. Because then he'd have to beat Spencer Lee to qualify for NCAAs. <laughs> yeah, so the, the coaches could screw him by giving him a two seed, which is actually probably it's the right seed, obviously. Right, right. Um, but it would screw him in the sense that he would only get three matches because he'd have the quarters, the semis, the finals, and he'd have to beat Spencer Lee to qualify. Otherwise, he would be uh, two and one on the season. Yeah, and if they did oh that, God. he he should just take a loss, take like take a loss, get and to the backside, back. and win a bunch of matches. Yeah, win, try to win enough match, three matches to get the wow. four. So he should really wrestle one more match. The uh, Maryland duel. The Maryland, he should really wrestle the Maryland duel. He should very, yeah, very much consider that. Well, he could still get at large now. No, he's got to have four. No, four. You got to have four matches. I thought that was yeah. for automatic. You got to have four matches. Okay. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see here. Getting back to questions. Luke Walker, talking, sticking with the ACC. Will Ben finally put some respect on the ACC's name after that duel? I've been putting respect. I Listen, all I said last week, Kyle, is that I'm not all that interested in it comparative to you guys, um, which, you, you know, you guys, I don't want to say you're ACC natives, but you're relatively close. Uh, you have friends on the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I guess why I guess our question and why people are asking this question is why are you not interested in it when they're like um, I think half the matches were between top 20 guys and every match had at least one ranked guy and they're like top 10 dual teams and teams that have won trophies in the past like four or five years. Well, I was interested in I, I you know I watched Hidley Bolin, I watched uh, Camacho Latona. I was interested in those matches. Um, 
I, listen, okay, the ACC will start interesting me more. They are so much better than they have been historically. When I was in college, they all were relatively bad. Um, but it's just, I don't know, you know, like there's probably a high school duel in West Virginia, Kyle, that you're interested in because you know the rivalry, you know the history, and that adds a lot to it for you. Um, and so I think I'm missing that, and that's why you guys are more excited about the ACC than I am. But, you know, it, yes, it is getting more and more interesting. Um, and I guess the other thing I would add to that is, you know, again, like now I'm coaching in the Midwest. So like down now Washington, I've seen him wrestle my guys 10 times, right? I've had him at a camp. Like I'm interested in watching him because of that. And I watched it. He didn't, he didn't pin him for sure not. Yeah. Um, and, and that's so, but so like the <laughs> ACC, I don't have that same relationship with, a lot of the guys, you know what I'm saying? Like these Midwest guys, I see them growing up as kids. I've seen them wrestle. Um, and, and, you know, I have that history and I don't have that. So I don't feel like I should need to explain myself because I'm not interested in every single duel. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Listen, you guys can appreciate my honesty because I'm not going to lie and just tell you I'm interested for the sake of lying to you. Um, but you know what? The ACC, they're much, much better than they have been. And yes, they are. Yeah, I watched a duel, so now listen, that, that builds. I'm going to be more interested for next year. All right, there we go. That's something. We're making progress. All right. uh, J-Rod, will they ever make a wrestling mat where wrestlers can't touch out of bounds? We've seen this. It feels like it's been a big oh, theme this the, year. Yes. So, yeah, you they get on the, the edge of the floor. mat, and there's not a ton of extra space outside the out of bounds, and they stick their foot out, or they put their hand out. Well, you guys already know my solution, Kyle. I've already talked about this. Make a square. Make a square on a square. You have you can be equidistant from the edge at, at all points, right? So on a wrestling mat, because it's a circle on a square, you'll never hit the edge of the corner. But yet, because you need to maximize your amount of space, the 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 edge where the circle max gets maximum close to the square is relatively short. So if you made a square on a square. You would be equidistant from the edge at all points, and that would be the way you could do this. Okay. I'm in. I actually thought of something different. You want to add something different than this? You want to hear something really funny? Yeah. Because I watched um, – maybe it was Indiana. It felt – I don't know why it felt, but uh, yeah, it was it was, uh, it was Schultz versus Cam Caffey. It felt like their mat was really small. And I don't know that it was, but that's what it felt like when I was watching that match. So just, you remember that story about how – but do you think that mat was smaller or no? Because it kind of felt smaller. I would need to go back and watch. But I, when I was watching, I didn't think, like, man, this mat's okay. small. So maybe that was just me. Um, okay, but if you think back to that famous uh, Dan Gable thing that he did, and I don't remember, this is way back. He made this, like, super gigantic mat kind of, like, as a joke, but also so the other team couldn't go out of bounds. What? <laughs> What if you made like an uber small circle so, so you, you could just constantly. keep pushing your opponent out of bounds over and, over and install, install them out of the match because they got pushed out of bounds like 43 times? I'm in. I think, uh, I think it should be like uh, in baseball, you know, every ballpark's different. Every mat's mm -hmm. different. Yeah. You get a home field advantage. Every mat's different. The sizes are all messed up and uh, – Maybe <laughs> some, are, it, uh, some are squares, some are hexagons, yeah. some are octagons. The Astros used to have just this little mound in the middle of center field. Put a little mound in one of them, you know? It's a little crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun. It would be fun. 
talking points, right? It would increase home field advantage. Yeah. For the sure. Green, the green monster in Fenway. Yeah. He just put a huge wall up in the middle of the mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. I'm, I'm in for it. But listen, squares on squares, we can do that. Small circles, we can do that. You could, uh, JD, you could go in octagon and octagon because some of the, the teams are doing the mm -hmm. octagon mat because, yeah. because the corner of a circle square, circled mat, a circle on a square is irrelevant. Obviously, we don't need those. So they're kind of making the shape of the outside fit, the shape of the the competition's surface. Yeah, Virginia Tech yeah. and uh, Little Rock both have the octagon mat. Which, I mean, it, it makes sense. They're cutting off that corner, of the, and the corner is just wasted space out there yeah. because we got a freaking circle on a square. What are we doing, people? It's freaking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the middle of the circle and wrestle. Stop touching out of bounds. I think we go squares on squares, and then you have, say, five five feet. Circle on circle would be annoying because how would you roll that effing thing up? Right? That doesn't make yeah. any sense, you know? <laughs> it would it'd just piss you off every time. Also, just make a push-out rule. That solves all our problems. That would be. But if we did a square on a square, <laughs> we did a square on a square, we'd have, say, five foot of out-of-bounds at all points. It would make a whole bunch of sense. You're in. Um, tell me you're in, Kyle. I'm in. I'm in. You're still friends with Vinny Barber, I bet. Tell tell my man Vinny Barber to make a damn square on a square. Okay. I will. Yes, I am. Do it. Uh, Jason Bryant, I think, just tweeted or sent a link to a tweet he sent a few years ago about the oh, mat you're talking yes. about. Um, the world's largest mat shown here and used for the Iowa-Oklahoma State dual meet in Iowa City. Uh, the mat is this 72 is feet on each side. And the wrestling circle has a diameter of 62 feet. And the wrestlers look tiny in the middle of Damn. it. <laughs> it's tremendous, isn't it, though? Well, isn't, look at that thing. Isn't it under, like, regulations yes, now? Yes, it's, it's in the rule book now, yeah. yeah. I think there's a maximum, but is there a minimum? Well, I think, I think isn't it just it has to have this diameter? <laughs> yeah, I think there's certain. Oh, yeah. Boring. It, it has to be this, yeah. Um, that's fun. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another another ACC question. Over under three NCAA finalists for the ACC conference. Hmm. I'm gonna go over for sure because I'm, I'm gonna say Hydley, Hydley, Camacho, Latona okay. all have a chance. O'Connor's got a chance, and there's probably someone else I'm not forgetting. And I I just named yeah, five like that. Right. Mackay Lewis, Hunter Bolin. Mackay Lewis. Uh, right Hunter now. Bolin. Right now, there are five oh, yeah. ACC wrestlers ranked in the top two. And then that, that doesn't include Trent Hydley, like you mentioned, who's, I think, yep. three. Um, and then uh, at 125, Latona is number two, but Camacho is number three. Um, so mm -hmm. they have a good shot there. I, I'm going to go yeah. over three as well. JD? I think the line, the line is bad. The line should probably, to make it more interesting. Be four or five. Um, Four or five, I think, would the, the line would be to make it interesting. Yeah, I'll take over on three. Okay. We're at life's, yeah. too, life's too short to bet the under. Um, <laughs> Austin Denson, uh, do you think we'll ever get to the point with RTCs where they sign wrestlers to contracts? Like, we've si we signed Mark Hall to a two-year $150,000 contract. I had a non-wrestling uh, friend ask why their relationship with RTCs isn't public, creating a type of free agency buzz. 
I'd, I'd have to assume this is coming at some point. I, I know. I, I think the problem probably, and this is, this is not my problems, the other RTs, but some, some are funded so much more well than others, right? There's only a handful that are funded. And the other thing, which this professional thing is going to bring light to this, but uh, in the past, I think a lot of wrestlers were delusional, delusional about what their value was. And um, that would have caused a whole bunch of strife for coaches if, you know, they're announcing so-and-so is making 60 grand a year and then other guys only making 24 or whatever, right? That That's going to be a huge issue. But some of these places that are really well-funded, they should start announcing what they're paying because then they will have other people who are not being paid well reach out and it will force, you know, and so to some some people will be it's negative because it'll be keeping up with the Joneses. But for an athlete, you, you will cause coaches to put more effort into more fundraising, which is going to make the athletes paid uh, more, more well. That's not a good phrase. What athletes paid better. Okay. So, well, yeah, you know, I think there's it. already like, we know what you meant a fraction of this <laughs> going on, but I think so many wrestlers are just, focus on winning and not necessarily wages as long as they make a decent living. Ooh, I, I disagree. I mean, I was, a, I was a wrestler uh, living and we all talked about what we were making at the OTC. Um, and yeah, but I'm saying was... somebody is going to take a slight pay cut to say, maybe stay at Penn state versus make I, a little bit well, more where I would know where I would see it would be, um, some of these people aren't making livable wages. That's what I'm thinking. Cause I'm thinking like, Hey, I was, I was making $18,000 a year. And I know because I talked to other people that was for a non coach at that point, that was similar to what a lot of other people were making. Um, and if I could have made 50 or 60 and in 2000, I don't think anyone was paying that for, for just for an RTC member, not a coach, right? Just an RTC mm -hmm. person. I don't think anyone was paying that. And if I could have made that much, I would have went to Coach Smith and said, hey, listen, listen, man, I want to, this is where I want to be. Um, but I also want to continue wrestling full time. And at $60,000 a year, I can do that. At 18, I can't really do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on, which is, right? That's what I ended up doing. Um, and I probably, and, and so he would have said, okay, I'm going to go find the money or, all right, Ben, I, I understand why you have to do this. Go do your thing. So, yeah, I, th I, I think I think it's the difference between, like, poverty um, and making a real living wage for some people. Cause I, and I don't know exactly, but I've heard rumors of what some RTC people are making, and I know for a fact what some other people are making. So I think it's that difference between, like, poverty, being able to continue doing this, and uh, making a livable wage. Yeah, you became a sellout, Ben. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, Caleb Cardenas. You know what? This is a shot at me. How do you pronounce conservatorships? Conservatorships? I can't say the damn word, okay? what What is the word? Conservatorships? Yeah, conservatorships. That's it. But I was when I did the story with uh, the first Alien Hour, I think I was saying conservatorships. Like, I was, like, really overemphasizing it. I don't know. I the tour part? Yeah, yeah. Got it. Conservator very conservatorships. Word, conservatorships. Conservatorships. You hear it about a million times in the in the Britney doc. 
Um, <laughs> M. Monroe at Novadat. How will the Rankers Guild reconcile the differences between track and flow rankings? Uh, I think after this season, we'll probably just have one set of rankings and we'll probably just um, take someone from their team who was working on the rankings and we'll just have... Uh, Make them the best rankings ever. Exactly. Uh, we'll take the good from theirs, the good from ours, put them together, have the best, most accurate set of rankings. Um, I think we probably have a little bit of different philosophies on how we do things, but we can uh, we can absolutely work those out. Will Will you just yell at them like you yell at me when when their opinion does not match yours? No, we just want you to make to not count freestyle mainly. That's all I want you to do. <laughs> Gable freaking Stevenson, people. <clears throat> He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Tom Brand sent. He might be the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, he might be. I know. This is true. I know. And yet and you want to rank him behind Makai Lewis, who just got beat at the Club Cup. I just asked you not to count freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting it. I saw it. I looked at it. He didn't get tipped a whole bunch of times or got wrenched. He got gut wrenched one time. He got taken Come down away. like four times. I did not was see the last time him Gable got in a Virginia Tech singlet. And like I, when he was like 14? I don't know. I don't know. Think about that, though. When's the last time Gable got taken out four times? I mean, he got teched in like 2018 by Adam Kuhn. I don't know if it was. Yeah, but that was like, I think that was like a crotch lift, if I recall correctly. I think that was one of the scores. I do not know the rest. I don't recall the rest of them, but. Okay. I have a feeling it will be changing in a month or so. So. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, um, let's see. No, Kurt Arnoldson. I will not. If I wrestle a match, I will not be doing it at Pikes Peak, peak with an elevation of fourteen thousand. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Uh, last one here, Austin Denson. Do you think a dual-based wrestling league could have success if set up like soccer? Three points for a win, one for a tie, um, zero points for a loss. Everybody duels home and away. Dual criteria can be so confusing for new fans. So, Ben, I don't know if you know how, like, soccer works in, like, the English mm-hmm. Premier League or World Cup when you're in your group. If you win outright, let's say you win one nothing, you get three points. If you tie 1-1, you each get one. And then, obviously, a loss is zero. So, this would yes. eliminate us trying to figure out at the end of a duel who had the most match points or most tech falls or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I could be good with that. I mean, uh, I would have been more sour on the, the I don't know if you call it RTC, Duel, whatever, the league, right? I would have been more negative on that. And then after I saw the Club Cup, uh, I'm very interested in you guys creating something a little larger than that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think seven weights would probably be ideal. Um, maybe right after the World Championships and may, maybe it lasts six weeks or something to that effect. You know, you have a five-week regular season. They wrestle one or two duels each weekend. And then, right, whoever has the most points, however you want to count it, or the best record, um, wrestles in, in the championship on week six. Something to that effect. Yeah, I think I think it could be awesome. Um, yes. You got anything, J.D.? No. <laughs> Uh, oh, America's also, Cup, 2 p.m. Eastern, live on, on Full Wrestling. 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, I just wanted to confirm, too. Uh, someone tagged me in a tweet from Pat Tossie. Um, 
who confirmed what we were saying. Like if the wrestler goes uh, two and one and takes second at his conference tournament, even though that conference at that weight might get four wrestlers, they would not qualify for NCAAs. So that's I, that feels dumb to me. I, I don't know why that feels stupid, but that feels really stupid. I kind of agree too. I think um, because in a normal year you could not wrestle all year and enter your conference tournament and yeah. then steal a spot. It happens all the, not all the time. The fact that they didn't wrestle, but yeah, they steal spots all the time. Um, Cam Cooley last year was like three and four and qualified because he stole a spot at ACCs. He was four and six last year, Ben, and qualified for NCAA's because he stole a spot at yeah. ACCs. I'm kind of good with that. I, I am too. I am too. Yeah, I'm good with that. And then this year, you know, the, the minimum matches is ridiculous because of everything that's happening. Hey, I just want to say one thing. Uh, my man, John Veal in the chat. Uh, and I don't know why, when you brought the four-man 133, I totally blanked on this match that happened at the Club Cup not all that long ago. Uh, Garrett beat Gross. And I don't know why I blanked on that match, but I totally blanked yeah, on he it. Did. So, I did too. Uh, I mean, we might have a situation that... now. We're yeah, going to have a 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. Yeah, 0-3 situation. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where sometimes in a round robin, there's 2-1, 2-1, Yeah, so we're going to have to go classification points. Um, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's probably what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know why I blanked on that match, uh, but I did. Thanks, yeah, John. I, no, we all did. It. Yeah, good call on that. I wasn't in the chat as much today. Uh, as I am usual yeah. when CP is here leading things. Um, okay. Well, tune into the Captain's Cup at 2 p.m. Remember to watch Framing Britney Spears. Uh, if you're having trouble finding it, New York Times Presents. Just type in that, and it's episode six. It's pretty good. It's like an hour and a half long. Um, it's uh, it's good. It's good. You'll learn even more about it and how evil, evil, evil her dad is. Uh, we'll talk so about that evil. tomorrow. Producer Tyler going to make his frl debut on camera um it's gonna be awesome he's got he's already got a set of notes he was live tweeting about it last night couldn't believe how <laughs> how sad he was at the end of it uh so we'll see you tomorrow peace yeah